0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk The Bill Michaels Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. <laughs>
2: Today is a day of some kind of deep psychotherapy session that I'm not quite fully comprehending. Might be the best way to put it. After uh, what a what a sports weekend. Um it, it really was. It was a terrific weekend. I had an absolute great weekend. Uh, I went out on Saturday night and I sat down for that Badger game and I watched an absolute thumping, a 49 to 11 destruction of Harbaugh and uh, the Michigan Wolverines. And I smiled, I lit up a victory cigar and I enjoyed it and absolutely loved it. without without a doubt. Uh, the Masters was really fantastic to watch Dustin Johnson. How how apropos was it to go to 20 under in 2020 in, in a year that's been so craptastic? And then I watched that Packers game yesterday. And I have I I I don't understand the total angst for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I get it to a certain extent. But I try to – I really do try to keep things into a, a modicum of perspective, okay? So why are there so many Packers fans pissed off today and angry and sarcastic and just, for lack of a better term, just being jerks? Why? Because you didn't kill a bad Jacksonville team? In 50-mile-an-hour wins? Now, look, I'm not making all the excuses in the world. The Packers didn't play well. Their offense was disjointed. It didn't flow well. Their energy was poor. They didn't play great. But when you wake up today, everything we talked about on Friday has happened. I wish I would have put money on all this. Because everything we talked about. Seattle gets beat. The Rams obviously get a win. And the Cardinals in that, as they call it, the Hale Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, the last play of the game, throws up just a 60-yard a bomb, and Hopkins comes down with it, and they knock off the Buffalo Bills. So when you wake up today, every team in the NFC West, short of San Francisco, who ended up getting beat up by uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints, and by the way, Drew Brees probably going to miss a few weeks with uh, some, some, I don't want to say busted ribs, but he... He took a heavy shot yesterday, which I still can't believe was flagged as is roughing the passer. It was just a hell of a tackle. Anyway, the teams in the NFC West are tied atop the division at 6-3. and three. The Saints are 7-2, and two, but because they lost to the Green Bay Packers, the Packers hold the tiebreaker, and the Packers now today, when you wake up, are the number one team in the NFC at 7 and 2. 7 and 2. And I've got people tweeting me saying they suck. They're terrible. Sucking and terrible are reserved for the Dallas Cowboys, reserved for say the New York Jets, maybe the Giants, you know. Washington, the team known as the Washington football team. The Jaguars are technically one and eight. They went toe to toe with the Packers, but they're one and eight. The Chargers, with Justin Herbert, is is as good as he's looked. Their defense is terrible. They're two and seven. The Texans are two. two and seven. The Bengals are two six and one. So to say the Packers suck, where where the hell's that coming from? Are there certain aspects that aren't good? Yeah, you know what? I can go along with that. But you wake up today, you are the number one team in the NFC. And because you didn't beat the Jaguars by 40, people are angry. I don't get it. Think about this for a minute. Tell me who the best team in the NFC is. Tell me who the best team in the NFC is. Packers beat the Saints. Saints beat the Buccaneers not once but twice. Tampa Bay barely beat the Giants, remember. The Giants! They barely beat the Patriots. They barely beat the Cowboys. Barely. Should we say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers suck? The Saints were beaten by the Packers, barely beat the Chargers barely beat the Carolina Panthers. And oh, by the way, they barely beat the Bears. Do they suck? Seattle barely beat the Patriots and the Cowboys. I mean, everybody's got that team on their docket that they should have beaten and beaten badly, and they didn't. In 50-mile-an-hour wins... The Packers' offense didn't look good. It looked out of rhythm. I thought the play calling wasn't as as creative as in the past. You didn't see some of the things that we'd become accustomed to. It was good to see Marquise Valdez scaling, have a career day. It was good to see Devontae Adams get his. The run game wasn't nearly as good. I was disappointed in the run blocking, and I was disappointed in the run game. But I'll tell you this, Jacksonville, they'll let it all hang out. That team loves to hit. That defense, they're, they're thumpers. And if Luton gets it all together with the run game they have, get a few more pieces, yeah, they're going to get some wins. They're just, they're just some plays away from getting some wins. But why does everything suck today? Now, m- many of you Packers fans may not feel that way. You know? But what what who who is the best team in the NFC and why? Because Jason says the Packers are tops in the NFC, but that's not to be confused with the best team in the NFC. Who's the best team in the NFC, Jason? Don't just be sarcastic. Man up. Who's the best team and why? Because you can make an argument for anybody at this point. You can make an argument for anybody. When the Packers are in rhythm, they have the best offense. Tampa Bay has the best defense. Right? You can say that. Although, if Tampa Bay's got the best defense, then tell me why. They've given up the 10th most points in the NFC. Dallas has given up the most. Seattle's right there. Their defense is awful. They've given up 266 points. Atlanta, 251, the Giants, Minnesota, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and then Tampa Bay. You know who's given up less points? Green Bay. Green Bay's right behind them, giving up 224 points per game. Now, Tampa Bay scored 296. That is number one in the NFC. Seattle, number two. Green Bay, number three. Saints, number four. Arizona, number five. Atlanta, number six. San Francisco, number seven. Carolina, Detroit, and Minnesota. You go on down from there. The Rams have only scored two hundred and sixteen points total. The team with the best net points in the national or in the uh, NFC: Tampa Bay number one, New Orleans number two, Arizona number three, and the Packers number four. What does it all mean? Because for a long time, everybody thought Seattle was the cream of the crop. The Packers in net points have doubled up Seattle. So there's no team the, – the, the point is is that there isn't a team in the NFC that's running away with it, that you can look at and go, oh, yeah, that's the Super Bowl champion right there. You can take a pick, absolutely. And if it turns out to be great, go pound your chest because you're going to be a little bit insightful and probably a little bit lucky, right? Because you've got to be four things in, in, in the National Football League. you got to be good, you got to be healthy, you got to get hot, and you got to be lucky. I mean, all those things transfer into a championship. But I have never met such a large group of angry people this morning as I did on Twitter and Facebook that just ripped the hell out of everything the Packers are, and they're sitting at 7-2. and two. I've asked people today, explain to me how they suck when they're 7-2 and two and they're the best team right now record-wise and, head, and tiebreaker in the NFC. How does that happen? How does that happen? I think the reality is that every team in the NFC has a flaw. The Packers can't tackle. Their defense their defense should be absolutely positively ashamed of themselves when it comes to their ability to tackle. They were being made fun of today on some of the bigger networks and their inability to tackle, specifically their special teams and watching uh, J.K. Scott fall over and look like somebody just pulled the world out from underneath him. Now, he's not a professional tackler, but that was part of the highlight reel. But the Packers don't tackle well. They are fundamentally unsound. But I watched yesterday where Mike Pettin filled the box with big, beefy bodies, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, this is – here's a microcosm, and I'm not going to sit here and defend Mike Pettin, but I, what, what I want to I do is look at the reality of things today. Mike Pettin on a run. Robinson on a run. You knew he was going to run the ball. Stuffed the box with big, beefy bodies. Kenny Clark takes a double team, okay? Kenny Clark takes the double team, and I watched everybody else on the defensive front get manhandled. That's not scheme, friends. That's just getting your ass whooped. That's not having the Jimmys and the Joes to make the plays up front. That's what that is right there. You can talk about scheme all day long. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. When I get to see Preston Smith gets shoved out on the outside, Dean Lowry gets moved around, like, and Tyler Lancaster got moved around like they weren't even there. That's the Jimmys and the Joes. When you got the beef on the line and those guys get pushed around, that's not scheme. And then immediately following that play, I think Robinson ran for like 7 to 10 yards. Broke a couple of tackles, goes for like 7 to 10 yards. And immediately, betting scheme sucks. How can he do that? This And, that. and it's like, are you watching the game? Did you see what just happened? Now, yes, I agree with you. There's times I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm like, when they're running it down your throat and you're going with more defensive backs and not beef up front, why? But then again, maybe that's the reason why. When guys are getting pushed around, you're throwing anything and everything at the board to see what actually sticks. So today, in a psychotherapy session, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. By the way, Jesse says, Hey, by the way, the Jaguars beat the Colts, who are six and three in first place in the AFC South. The Packers won. I'll take it. It's a win. A win is a win. That's what I'm saying. 855-830-8648. So I either want to know if you are kind of of the same mindset of, why not the Packers? Look, there's nobody that's right now perfect in the NFC. They have a legitimate shot as anybody else. Or are you on the pessimistic side of going, no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Give me your thoughts about this team, but try to bring some reality to it and try to back it up. Guaranteed, I don't get any phone calls on that because nobody wants to do that. Everybody just wants to point a finger and bitch and scream and yell and cry and whine. Why? 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 asking for a friend. More of the Bill Michaels show up next.
1: Wisconsin Wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
3: I felt like that was the first time our team came alive. Uh, You could feel it on the sidelines, everybody rooting for one another. We need that from, from the opening kick. That's the standard. We have got to do a better job from when we, when, before we start the game, to show that kind of energy, show that kind of motion, show that kind of support for one another that we saw at the end of
2: the game. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Packers get a 24 20 win. So Dennis says this The defense has got awful. Mike Petton needs to be shown the door. You gave up 20 points. To a crappy Jacksonville Jaguar team, who, by the way, again, beat Indianapolis. Penn's defense is stupid and disgusting. He needs to go. Okay, first of all, your whole statement. This this is where it, it becomes aggravating. The defense gave up 13 points, not 20. Remember, it was a special teams gaffe. That's not on Patton. He's not a special teams coordinator. He's a defensive coordinator. They gave up 13 points yesterday to a bad Jacksonville team. That's not bad. Considering I said if they if they won this game it'd be 35 17, they gave up four points less than what I thought they'd give up. Did you were you expecting a shutout? So you're wrong in your assessment to begin with. And then when you talk about the scheme, what's the scheme? The 3-4 versus the 4-3, is you just upset about that? Because they don't run it that often. I love people that say it's the scheme. Sometimes you just need to look at a general manager and say, you know what, your weakest link sucks. You don't have the capability to do what you want to do. And when you find guys that just... They're hard workers, God, but they're just a bunch of guys. Remember everybody that crossed our table at Super Bowl down in Miami who said they loved Kenny Clark? Kenny Clark, they they watch him take up double teams and triple teams, and when that happens, Aaron Donald said the same thing. When it happens, when I get the double team, when I get the triple team, that means guys around me, what? Say with me, have to make plays, have to step up. And when guys don't do that, you're just a guy. And when you've drafted and relied upon just guys, you're just a defense. We're, we're just so quick to blame coaching for everything. I'm not saying that there's no fallibility here because there is. Uh, and I, I agree with you on certain things. But it's too easy to go, well, it's just that. It's not. You got to look at it as a whole and you got to look at it in reality. If he's got the players, he's always had a good defense. Look at his history. You wanted Dom Capers blown out for the same reason. It's all the coaching. Everything sucks. You gotta win, and I it's just it's nothing but complaining. Packers don't look great. When it comes to being – when you talk about the top teams in the NFC, normally you would say, yes, they have a huge flaw, and that is tackling on defense, and I completely agree with you. I'm not denying that. But what I'm talking about is when you look at all the teams in the NFC, look, I don't think they have a great offense, but I think L.A.'s defense is probably the best. Watching them last night get after Russell Wilson, sacking him six times, and by the way, the Seattle Seahawks offense, that offensive line sucks, and their defense is terrible. That sucks. That's terrible. But they're still one of the top teams in the NFC. They're flawed. I don't think the offense is as great uh, as they were a few years ago when Gurley was at his peak out in L.A. I think that there's – I mean, the Packers have already beaten the Saints in New Orleans. I think they have flaws. Kamara, if you can just let him get his and try to shut down everybody else, you're probably going to win the ball game because their defense is not spectacular. I think if you protect Aaron Rodgers better, you're going to have a much better. And I do believe as well that the the pick six changed the course of that game down in Tampa. It just it it just sent a shock wave of panic for whatever reason through the Packers offense and they never looked the same after that. So I think that there are teams that are as good as Green Bay, but I think Green Bay can beat any of them and they can beat they can beat Green Bay on any given day. But things don't suck. Let's go to Kevin in Green Bay. Kevin, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing well. What's on your mind? A couple things. One,
4: I think part of the Packer Nation that gets upset is I think they just expect us to win all the time. So I think part of it is they're not understanding that there's some games that are going to be harder games to play, even though they're teams that we should that we should blow out. You know. We went into mm-hmm. the yesterday's game with neither one of our starting cornerbacks, so right, right away, man-to-man is out the window. So what does that do? That stops us from blitzing our corners because we have to play more of a zone, more of an umbrella package. And when it comes to the to the D line, you know, Kenneth Clark's taking up those double teams. It's not always the D tackles; it's the linebackers that should be filling too. And I think right. that's one of our flaws is that we don't have the linebackers that can fill. Now our linebackers make a ton of tackles. But those tackles are two, three, four yards downfield. We're not mm-hmm. making those tackles in the backfield because they're filling those gaps. The and sometimes they're not you. even
2: running. They're not even running linebackers. They're running safeties in there.
4: Well, right, right, because they don't have the, we don't have the, the people to do it. Right. I, I will I, say. I that, agree with you. I will say that there are times that I do. And, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, right? are going to make wrong calls on certain plays, right? There sure. was a play yep. against Minnesota. They were on the two-yard line. We had four down linemen and three linebackers that were four yards deep in the end zone. That's, mm-hmm. That was a play call. That was a play call that was that should not have been play, called. This should be in the goal line. Every gap should be filled. And, unfortunately, in our defense, we don't sell out as much as other defenses do.
2: That so I will I give you. That's,
4: that's, that's the other thing is I, I think that because our players aren't like some of the other teams that have a, you know a, a safety that can just cover, you know, three-quarters of the field back there. We have to play our our defense a little bit different. And it, Penn's always been a, I'm going to give up, give up a little bit, give up a little bit, and then we're going to lock down and we're going to make them kick a field goal. Nine times out of ten, I works with Green Bay because we're, you know, we got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've been we've been blessed to have a quarterback for the last 30 years, whether it was Aaron Rodgers or Ben So we always have a chance, you know what I mean? now
2: mm-hmm.
4: I think our biggest I think the biggest thing that affected the game yesterday is when Irvin went out. We don't have anybody else in our offense that can run that motion. And because Irvin's out, that changes the entire offense. That changes the run game, but you don't have that motion and having people moving around on defense and then running the the opposite direction. That completely changes everything. Yeah, and I you know, people don't, I, and do I don't know
2: why. He, it, it's not that he's the only one that can do that because I think other guys. Now he's got that speed. I agree with you, but they don't do that. They don't attempt that with anybody else. Appreciate the phone call. I, I agree with you. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Let's go to uh, Matt listening to us in Appleton on the score. Matt, how you doing, man? What's going on?
5: I'm doing well. How are you?
2: Doing well today. What you thinking?
5: Good. Well, you know, it was uh, easy yesterday as I was watching the game to think to myself my first response was, this defense sucks. And, you know, they don't suck. What I think is frustrating is the same issues that we were faced with last year that we were knew, that we knew about that were so obvious, nothing was addressed with the defense or, even, or in the draft or getting Aaron Rodgers uh, another receiver or making a trade. Um, and that's the frustrating part is they seem to stand pat and then it appears that then that's the recipe for the same ending to the season over and over, make the playoffs, maybe win a game and then get thumped by a different team. Um, and, and so it's disappointing and again, you know, to say they suck. I think that's just a knee jerk reaction. But when I, you know, kind of peel it back a little bit, I say that to myself because they haven't done anything in my opinion to, to fix some things that are pretty obvious, you know,
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I I would say then that yeah, your angst then be, falls more with Brian Gudekins than it does with Mike Pettin or Matt Lafleur because they're only, I mean, they're the chefs. They're not buying the groceries. The groceries are bought by by the general manager. So if you're upset that they didn't do enough, I appreciate the phone call. They didn't do enough to address some of the problematic things that continue to plague this team. At what point then do you look upstairs and you go, hey, you know what? Brian uh, you're trading for quarterbacks. You're giving away fourth-round picks. You're bringing in guys that aren't going to play, and yet there's the same problems year in and year out that this team continues continues to experience. And are you really going for a Super Bowl, or are you just worried about your future? You know, are you worried about your legacy pick more so than you are about the here and the now as what you got going on with a Hall of Fame quarterback? And at that point then I understand your frustration. Let's do this. We'll come back. We'll take a quick break. We got a lot more. Mike's on the southeast side of Milwaukee, Brad's in Cudahy. We got a whole lot more to talk about. Plus coming up after the top of the hour, David Bakhtiari signs a long-term deal. We'll get into that as well. More, of the, and more of the more the more the chatter about what angst you today when it comes to the Green Bay Packers coming up next.
1: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: Our friends at Quick Trip reminding you they've got those take heat and eat meals. Good stuff, just like mom would make. Stop into your local Quick Trip, grab some. Take them home, pop them in because tonight you got a good one on the docket. You got the Bears and the Vikings, and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm I can't wait for this game. I'm gonna sit down and this is like destinational viewing tonight. See if the Bears are. Going to continue their free fall. See if the Vikings are going to continue to try to climb their way and claw their way back into the postseason picture. Got all that coming up tonight on Monday Night Football. And stop at the Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. You're good to go. And, uh, and tell them we sent you Quick Trip. When you ask what's for dinner, Quick Trip tonight, they got you covered. That's the way they do it. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. What When it comes to the angst, and anger today of Packers fans after a win and waking up on top of the NFC. Why? Why? Just, you know, Matt says their defense is horrific. Mike Pettin sucks. Again, they gave up 20 points to a bad Jaguars team. No, they didn't, Matt. You're all angry. You're all upset. And you're not even right. The defense didn't give up 20 points. The defense gave up 13. And seven of those were on an extremely short field because remember the pick. Remember the interception? Jaguars got the ball. Right? Remember that? Deep in Packer territory. Does it sound familiar at all? Nothing? J.K. Scott punts a 59-yard line drive, Out kicks the coverage, the coverage stinks, gaps all over the joint, and that was it? Remember that? I don't know if you do or not. You know, remember when uh, Aaron Rodgers threw the pick and the and the, uh, and the Jaguars got the ball deep in Green Bay territory. Do you remember that at all? I get what you're saying. I, I understand that you're upset about certain things. But uh, come on, man. At least be realistic in your anger. Let's go to Mike on the east side. Mike, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, good morning, Bill. Thanks for taking my call.
2: You bet. No, I, I have totally agree with you. The Packers defense—they forced six
3: punts. They actually played a pretty solid game. And again, uh, Dante uh, or uh, Devontae Adams—he had fumbled two inside Green Bay territory to give them a short field too. And I think the Packers, uh, I think the Jags scored on that uh, possession too. It was the fumble. It
2: wasn't the pick. You're absolutely right. It was when uh, they uh, punched the ball out from behind on Devontae Adams, and then they had a short field. Because I believe they were at the Green Bay, like 16 or something like that, is where that drive started.
3: Yeah, they actually stopped them two times in a row at the end of the game. They they actually played a pretty solid game, even though it was against the Jags. But the Jags had something to prove. Everybody's talking about them laying it down to, you know, uh, you know, Quit on uh, the game so that they could get a better draft pick, and yeah, I just I enjoyed the game. It was actually a very exciting game. It was enjoyable to watch.
2: Like, it was an entertaining game. game. Let me let me ask you this: Did you feel it at any time the Packers were going to lose that game?
3: No, I actually didn't. But it was—I didn't either.
2: Nail biting. It was nail biting. But you knew Aaron Rodgers was going to
3: come back and do it. You know, because they're... He's Aaron Rodgers, it just didn't seem like that they were going to lose the game. Right, I thought that it was it was fun. It was an exciting game to watch. I enjoyed
2: it. I appreciate the phone call, man. See, I don't ever during that game yesterday. There's there was never a time that I thought they were going to lose that game. I just I knew they were going to win, and I just didn't know by how much. And then the pack. He's right. The Packers and I tweeted that out yesterday. The Packers' defense. It's up to them to win the game now, and they did. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Zedaria Smith, they put pressure on the quarterback. They ended up sacking him a couple of times, end of the ballgame. Let's go to, uh, to Tom listening to us in Stillwater, Minnesota. Tom, how are you doing today, man? What's going on?
6: Doing pretty good, Bill. You know, I, I don't know if this team, you know, I don't know if they go, you know, 13-3 and three or 12-4. I mean, we don't really know, but they've gone 7-2, and two and that's, I'm happy with that. But what I wanted your thoughts on was, we often talk about second- and third-year emerging players. And if you look at the Packers historically, you know, guys like Bryce Pop and, you know, Josh Sitton and Bakhtiari, I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I look at this roster right now, you know, Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary. I mean, I don't know. You, you tell me, who do you see likely to emerge as an impact player in the last, last half of this season?
2: I, uh, I would go offensively, Marquez Valdez-Scantling starting to catch the ball and gain confidence. So if I had to go with somebody, I'd probably say him. Uh, I would like to see Equinemius St. Brown become more of a weapon as well. So offensively, maybe a guy like Jay Sternberger gets some more, more play. Uh, the tight end position gets more involved. And offensively, I'm not overly concerned. Defensively now, uh, that's a great question. I think a guy that's starting to emerge a little bit more is Kingsley Kiki. Uh, I like him. Uh, if I had to look at a guy say in the middle, I think Kamal Martin is is solid. Uh, I as much as I like just having a veteran like Kirksey, I like to see Kamal Martin get some more play. Jonathan Garvin get some more play. I like Martin though. but as far as the the emerging guys, Kevin King can't stay on the field as good as he, when him and Jair Alexander are together, that secondary is as good as anything. Uh, I do like when Raven Green is in there. Uh, I, I like the way he plays. But as far as somebody standing out and impressing me, it, it just it, – who? I, I agree with you. Who? It, it, there's not many guys defensively that are just taking that step up and they've become just a thumper. Darnell Savage Jr. has that ability because I like the way he can tackle at times because he is a guy that is very, very aggressive. Maybe, maybe a guy that's played a little bit better this season – Uh, he's not great, but he's played better, is Josh Jackson. Maybe Josh Jackson is going to be that guy that starts to emerge, especially towards the end of the season, especially if Kevin King, you know, stays nicked up. Josh Jackson will have more of an opportunity. But you're right, man. When you look at this thing and you say, okay, who is the thumper? Montrevious Adams? Right, you're laughing at me, right? Okay. Who? Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary is playing better. He's they're, they're showing you flashes, but they're not showing you consistency. You'll see them hold the edge. And it's not it's not sometimes it's not anything that's glamorous. It's not statistical based. Sometimes you'll see him set an edge. Sometimes you'll see him take on a double team or get a gap. Rashawn Gary, if that guy ever gets a move or two or five would be a beast, but he is an absolute bull rusher. He's got unbelievable leverage, driving legs. He's got good upper body strength, and that's how he got his sack yesterday. He just flat out bull rushed. That's the way he got in there, but if he got a move, if he got a good power move or that Reggie White power arm or or you know something to that effect... Then he would be really, really solid. He just doesn't have that. He doesn't have it in his arsenal. But the guy's got good drive. I like what I see. I just don't see it consistently enough because there's a lot of times he gets caught up in the dance. Guys will show you flash, but they show you more dance than flash, and you can't have that. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Let's go to Randy on the west side of Milwaukee. Randy, how you doing listening to our flagship station?
4: Hey, Bill. Uh, I am going to say I'm not someone who blames Mike Patton. I do blame my gutten-coost. And I, I was really angry draft day I mean, when they took that quarterback, when they took gloves. And then I was angry when they took, uh, what's that, cornerback instead of T.J. Watts. Um. The king that can't stay on the field, so I, I do blame Gutenkuhst,
2: and I, I think this whole catastrophe of this defense is because of him. What are you He's think? He's not. He, I, no, I would. I would agree with you. Let, let me let me kind of break this down. Pre- appreciate the phone call. I look at it this way: you have taken some chances. I, it, I, I look at it as okay, change the draft. Just and I know people hate to do this, but change the draft and you bring in Patrick Queen. Because Patrick Cream was available. It's it's a different defense. It just is. He was right there for you. And then maybe that fourth-round draft choice becomes a wide receiver or becomes another D lineman, and it changes the draft. And it changes, in my opinion, this team. That one move for somebody that's not going to play and a draft choice you no longer had, That one move changed the way we look at this team here and now. Now, in the future, it may be great. It could still turn out to be great. But in the here and the now, that's where a lot of anxiety comes from. And I understand that. But right now, here, looking at this team, you're right. You can say, show me what you've done. Show me what you've done. You brought in Preston and Zedaria Smith. You brought in Adrian Amos. Those are his moves. Darnell Savage Jr. has somewhat panned out. Jair Alexander has panned out. He's solid as solid gets. He's made some good moves. But you're sitting here with fourth and fifth round guys hoping that they work. You know? Oren Burks has not panned out. So, I mean, that's, that was the guy that you were hoping that would kind of fill the bill when it came to the middle linebacking position. So when you look through this, there's some guys that just haven't panned out or haven't made that splash that you wanted them to. As a second-round draft choice, Josh Jackson. Still isn't, unless there's an injury, still isn't breaking your starting lineup. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get more into this uh, This portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Check out uh, Sean and the gang at EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. That's EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. More of the Bill Michael Show is next
1: border to border the bill michaels sports talk network now a green and gold update brought to you by concordia university wisconsin Veterans services department learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu veterans in green bay here's mike clemens
6: the packers held on to win 24 to 20 over the jaguars aaron Rodgers says he missed a wide open robert Tanyan in the first quarter due to the 40 mile an hour winds here at lambeau a little bit of a guessing game at times the first third down i felt uh I got outside the pocket there. Bobby tuned his route up, felt really good about the throw, and it went about seven yards left. The Packers' defense didn't seem to come alive until the game was on the line, and they stopped the Jaguars twice late in the fourth quarter. Head coach Matt LaFleur.
3: We have got to do a better job when before we start the game to show that kind of energy, show that kind of motion, show that kind of support for one another that we saw at the end of the game.
6: So the Packers improved to 7-2 and two and faced the Colts in Indy. The Jaguars fall to 1-8. and eight. Rookie quarterback Jake Luton.
2: You know, we're, we're proud of the way that we fight. You know, it's not a lack of effort. You know, by any means.
6: Jaguars head coach Doug Marone was asked if his team showed any improvement. I want to make sure I answer this the right way. Every time
4: you play and lose, for me, I'm not going to talk about anybody else. It's something that's in my soul
6: that just gets f***ing ripped out. That's Jacksonville head coach Doug Marone in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
2: Yeah, Oh my goodness! People are on the ledge, man. One thing you don't have to worry about is if you get new windows and doors from our friends at Pella's, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, you're covered. They, you Get them in and sit back and relax. That way, if you've got anxiety over Packer games on Sunday, you can at least do it in the friendly confines and the cool and the comfort or the warmth and the comfort of your home, depending on what season it happens to be. Oh, my goodness. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, right now when you choose them, At that initial consultation, they give you an additional 5% off. So whether it's beautification, whether it's adding value to your home, economy, economical windows to your home, or you just want the safety and security of these terrific windows, they're going to give you no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years and 5% off your windows and doors right now at that initial consultation. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella. WI.com, and see for yourself. They're just good people over there. Do what I did. Here you go. If the Jaguars had played with even a bottom-tier starting quarterback, they would have won. Luton was playing his second pro, gra- pro game in a six-round rookie with no training camp, and they almost beat Green Bay. Nothing to be happy about here. This team sucks. That's from Robert. Nothing? They're 7-2, tops in the NFC. Every team in the NFC has flaws. The D only gave up 13 points. And, oh, by the way, they got two stops in the fourth quarter to win the game and to lock it up. And everything sucks. Wow. I think what this is, you are setting yourself up so if they win the title, you can say, that's great. And if they lose it, you can say, see, I told you so you're setting yourself up for so that way you don't have any disappointment you just have anger and you can you can justify your anger correct me if i'm wrong correct me if i'm wrong i have never ever on a monday run across so many angry upset just completely discontented packers fans after a win never and I've been here since 1999. We have talked a lot of Packers football over the years. Every team in the NFC has flaws. And you wake up today, you find yourself on the top of the NFC. If the playoffs started today after nine games, you would be the team that has the first round bye. Think about that. And home field advantage throughout. And you wake up this morning pissed. I'm scratching my head. Scratching my head. I understand there's flaws. I get it. But everybody's got flaws. We're going to hear from David Bakhtiari, the richest offensive lineman in NFL history. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show.
1: station strong the bill michaels sports talk network
0: (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too